One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The radio show that knows truth is always stranger than fiction. Week Monday, I get shoes. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio. Dear listener, if you'd have told me that that, that my 2018 Christmas would be um, uh, the highlight, the viewing highlight, would be a documentary about brass... I would have laughed at you. A brass band I was never a big fan of, never a fan of. They weren't my thing. They weren't aimed at me. Um, and people kept saying, you've got to watch this brass documentary. You've got to watch this. I was going, why? why would I want to watch that? And then I watched it. And it's full of stuff like this. Don't shut me down. I'm going to speak. I've listened. No, I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak. You're going to speak. You're going to speak, are you? You're going to speak. Because I've just told you how I feel. I Let me tell you. I mean, wow. Something else, wasn't it, Kath? Yeah, it was incredible. It's also bits like this. Oh, this is my favourite bit. I think the letters H-O-M-E are so important because they personify the word home, which, which means it's the place that you come and you feel safe. But this is my little cave area where I just... Chill out, and you can see he's got this huge crystal next to me. I have crystals everywhere, and I am—I'm not a hippie, but I believe in energy with every fibre of my soul. Uh, chess, love a bit of chess. Got the uh, have a few glasses of scotch. Long game of scotch, uh, long game of chess. Love it. And over here, got me picture of me and Muhammad Ali. I don't allow arguments in this house. You know, if you want to argue in this house, you got to leave. Here is the little kind of conversational corner. Uh, I have a rule in my house. If you break it, you fix it. But you can break anything you want. This is one of the loves of my life. This is Alfred, my bulldog. I got him painted. I had him painted uh, holding a pint of beer. It's not a place where you can't move the cushions or you can't just crash and throw everything. And as long as you, when you leave, like, you know, make the bed. It is, it is great. It is great for so many reasons, right? And if you've not seen it, it's on BBC iPlayer. Uh, I thoroughly recommend... I, I give you permission, in about 20 minutes' time, when we finish this bit of the show, I give you permission to switch off our show and go and watch Bross um, and then give us a call afterwards when you've seen it. Well, watch Bross for the first time because you will want yes. to watch it again. Yeah. I, I'm so thrilled. We've got um, the director of uh, the documentary on the show now. It's Joe Perlman. Good evening, Joe. Hey, how's it going, mate? Uh, mate, it's going very, very well. Thank you so much for joining us and congratulations. Thank you so much. You owned Christmas. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> not something I thought you'd be saying about a Bros film. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but uh, but yeah, man, the, it's gone down incredibly well. Couldn't be happier, and yeah, really happy to be speaking. Good. To you, guys you should. It. No, you will. Thank you. You should be very very proud of yourself because it is. It was the thing, Catherine, wasn't yep. it? The one program that everyone was talking and about. Everyone I'm talking to has their favourite bit, whether yeah. it's the bulldog bit, whether it's the Stevie Wonder mention, whether it's, co- I mean, Conkers. That became mm. a hashtag. Um, so we'll pick out specific bits in a minute, but how did you get How did you get this gig? What, what, what was? Did you pitch it to them? Did they pitch it to you? How did it happen? <clears throat> no, so it kind of came about uh, a bit organically. So uh, it was actually a co-directed with a guy called uh, David Sutal. We worked very closely together on a lot of things. And uh, I believe he he got a text from the tour manager at the time, who's Steve Martin, um, uh, saying they're coming back. What do you think? And then there was also a meeting at Live Nation, um, and, and they were mentioned again. <clears throat> and after a few mentions, we thought, you know what, let's go and meet them and see what the situation is. And we sat down with them at a, in L.A. Um, at the beginning of, not last year, the year before, and... Yeah, we, we kind of knew we wanted to tell their story and also how, you know, amazing documentary characters they are. Um, that we, yeah, we were, we were kind of, we were in immediately. How many minutes did it take for you to realise that there was something pretty special about these two? I'd say pretty instantly. The yeah. first kind of conversations with Matt and Luke, um, some of the lines that were kind of coming out, even at that meeting, you already knew um, that uh, these are the kind of documentary characters that you really dream about having. Um, and yeah, they gave us absolutely everything. Here's the thing, man. It's it's a funny film, right? And it's there's quotable people compared to Spinal Tap, that Metallica documentary, The Office, all of that. But 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 there is also um, I'm going to use the J word. There's that heartwarming journey um, yeah. towards I don't know. I'm going to call it a reconciliation between two estranged brothers. The success of the concert, you know, the they're fighting, bickering constantly throughout the film. Then at the end, you you genuine you get to see their genuine love and affection for each other so there's the funny element of it but it is also a beautiful story very much so and that's kind of what we were pushing for all along because you know the opportunity to take the piss just like everyone did in the 80s i think is uh is is always there and that wasn't the intention by any means what we were trying to do when we met with the guys the first time it was very clear that as well as being great characters they also had an unbelievable story that they wanted to tell they had a lot of pain between them, yeah. and they were ready to they were ready to start talking. Remember, they hadn't spoken; they'd spoken off and on for about you know twenty five years. Wow, and that's a long time. The twins, so they were kind of they were kind of ready to start talking. Amazingly, in front of cameras, and they you know yeah, as I said before, they kind of gave us everything, bikes and all. How amazing a drummer is Luke Goss? I mean, when when did that? He's in, I mean, he's got a he's got the biggest drum kit in the world. But flipping <laughs> it, man, he's incredible. He is. He's an amazing drummer. He really is. So we we actually went in LA to go and choose his drum kit with him, and it's actually an extra scene on the DVD. And he picks out the most for someone who hasn't played drums in twenty five years. The biggest drum kit that anyone's ever seen. I mean, this is the person who at Wembley Stadium was suspended on a platform with his drum kit. So it's not exactly surprising that he was going to go large. Um, my mate is dead now. Chris Seavey, Frank Sidebottom, compared their gig at Wembley Stadium. Back yeah. in the day, and he said, he did, "I don't know if you're aware of Frank Sidebottom, the guy with yeah, the big yeah, paper mash head." Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. said to me, "Ian, there's nothing like dying at a stadium because he would go on and go, give us a scream if you like, Luke. You know, fifty thousand girls screaming. Give us a scream if you like, Matt. Fifty thousand girls scream. Give us a scream if you like, Betamax. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird old. It was a weird old Absolutely. choice. Um, they are." Uh, it, <sighs> Did you? There were wonderful moments in it. The moment that I'm, I'm going to jump all over the place. 
the moment that really that really grabbed me, and you, you use it twice in the film, is that argument before, I think it's before they go and do This Morning, or they're booked to do yeah. This Morning, and yeah. it's them in the dressing room with a big old security guard, and you can see in the, the reflection of the mirror, you can see one or two of your film crew. Yeah, and it's producer, Tina Powell. Oh, well, well done her for staying there, because it is watching it through a screen. It's tense. It's, it's like a version of the Trogs tape. It's, it's horrendous. W- were you in that room when that was happening? I was, I was. I was tucked away in the corner with a camera slammed against my face and trying not to look at anyone and trying not to break their gaze so it kind of continued in front of us. Um, but it, that was kind of a build-up um, towards that argument with rehearsals and they had the fight that you see in rehearsals yeah. the day before. Um, so, you know, yeah, that morning when I met Matt outside of this morning, um, it was very clear that he was ready to, to have a fight. And uh, yeah, we're not exactly, you know, you can't, you don't, you don't try and influence these things, but when those kind of things happen, you just sit in the corner. And How many of you were in that room with out. them while that was going on? Two of us. Two, oh, just the two of you. And it must have been incredibly uncomfortable for you. How long did that, did that row go on for? Uh, that was a 25 minute fight. Mate! <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, but we, we kind of, you get used to it. I mean, the thing is, we were with these guys for. Six months. No, no, we were with these guys for six months, yeah. and there was a lot of fights, and there was a lot of, in, as you can imagine, it was very intense filming with them. Um, and yeah, you, uh, you kind of just—it's that thing of being a documentary stonker. You just kind of vanish into the background, and these things kind of play out in front of you. And yeah, you, you, you step outside, and you're like, wow. wow. Were, were there any bits where, or any moments where they said, "Do you know what? What would you prefer it if you didn't put that out?" Or did you have complete freedom? Nothing. We had complete freedom. Wow. They were—they saw the film the first time, which was a finished cut in Los Angeles um, a couple of weeks before we actually showed it at Fantastic Fest um, in, in Austin, Texas. So, yeah, they, there was nothing. They didn't want to change anything. That's they amazing. The film. Yeah. That is, well, fair, well played them because that is amazing. Particularly pop stars who are very keen on their image. You well, can so easily... both of those guys are super conscious of what's happened before yeah, with them in yeah. the industry, very burnt by it. Yeah. And also, you know, very guarded as to, as to how they're represented both to, to each other and to the public, aren't they? Exactly, and I think the honesty is the big thing that came through. And I, my, I take my hat off to them, you know, for this because they couldn't have been more honest and more earnest. Yeah, and um, and and that's an amazing thing. It's all you ever hope for when you make a film like this. And I think also when they saw the film, and I think throughout the process as well, they kind of trusted that we were we were doing them, you know, doing the right thing by them and telling the story that they wanted to tell, and including the stuff with the mum and the sister, and the emotional journey throughout that as well. And it was the story of you know, two brothers coming together over the, over music and over pain and over family um, to come and try and get together and do the gig and kind, kind of uh, reconcile the relationship. So it's, I think they were just really happy with it. It's an age-old story of generally very young men, quite often, sometimes young women, but generally very young men being um, exploited, being abused, being, and I don't mean, you know, I mean, it, it, within an industry, you know, having every little last dollar and cent squeezed out of them and then... Right, you can you can get lost, but let's move on to the next lot. It, it's it's a classic pop story. How damaged were they? Do you think by the first go on the the merry-go-round? I think they were, I think they were very damaged, and I think they are still have some damage to this day from that experience. Um, I think it was extremely painful. I think they they trusted people who they thought were doing the right thing by them. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of stories about them, them being difficult over the years and all those things and spending all the money. But I think they, you know, they, they entered into a bad deal and they were young and didn't have the advice that they, um, that they should have had around them. And they, they yeah, they, yeah. The Radio. 
show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Excuse me. Oh, Dad. Hello, I'm Martin Kellner. And I'm his daughter, Ruthie. We do a podcast. It's called Ruthie, Me and My Dad. In which I tell him how he's wrong about most things. And I explain to her who the Bee Gees were. It's on Acast and Apple Podcasts. And all your favourite podcast providers. It's a unique generation gap conversation between a baby boomer dad... And his Generation Z daughter. That's Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Brand new episodes every Thursday. The radio show that knows truth is always stranger than fiction. Week Monday, I get shoes. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio. What happened to... I, I always call him Ken the bass player. Because, Craig. Because, I know, because of Viz. Viz <laughs> would always refer to him as Ken the bass player. Craig, of course, the forgotten third member of Bros. Was he... He's not forgotten. He's not forgotten. Well, no. This, this question's been... I keep getting asked this question a lot, and I just, I just want to try and set the record straight. Go on. We had an amazing interview with Craig. And it's on the DVD, and it's really great. Oh, wow. Um, but I think that um, the story that we were trying to tell, and, and as we were going through the film, we knew that this was, this was bigger than a nostalgic film about Brock. Yeah. And that was so important to us that, that, you know, there's no other talking heads in the film. You don't hear, no one's asked what you hear from Matt and Luke's dad. Like, he's still alive. No one asked about that, but it's about Craig. So the journey was just getting muddled by adding extra people yeah. in. And, and, and it just didn't feel like a necessary part of the story. I mean, he wasn't part of the reunion, which was clearly a story about two brothers and family reconciliation. And that was the story we were trying to tell. Um, so, yeah. You mentioned that yeah. there's a... I didn't know there was a DVD coming out. When's it coming out yeah. and what else it is, is on there? It's out. Um, oh. There is an interview with Craig and there's a few deleted scenes, which I would say... In the edit, we struggled um, not to get them in, but they're worthy of the oh. Twitter. Um, Goes immediately to Amazon <laughs> to order the DVD. To order two. Yeah, there's, a, there's, a dinner, there's a dinner scene with Matt and Luke, which starts very touching, 
and very quickly descend. When, um, um, when over, I don't even know when it went on over Christmas because I was I wasn't going to watch any telly this Christmas, uh, uh, Joe. And I just kept getting on Twitter people like Danny Baker saying everything you've heard about the Bros documentary is true. Um, <laughs> my my sister sending me quotes, you know, the Stevie Wonder bit. I learned from Stevie Wonder, never be superstitious. When did you realise that this was? more than just two hours of telly that had gone out of Christmas, that this was actually developing a life of its own? Um, it was, uh, we, I actually kind of forgot about it with everything that was going on with Christmas and that we were on TV. Originally, this was made as a film. You know, mm. This was made for um, festivals, and then we, were gonna re- we did a release in the cinema, and then we were going to kind of see what was going on from there. And the BBC um, came in and took it for Christmas. And I kind of didn't think about it because it was a film. I didn't think about it as TV. Um, and then you switch on Twitter whilst, whilst it's on, and uh, yeah. Everyone is everyone's talking about it, and then it kind of just snowballed over over the next few days. And I think we always talked about it being one of those films. It was kind of a word of mouth film. Like no one, no one wants to. I, I, I'm the first to say this. No one really wants to go into a Bros film. I, I don't think that that's something that they necessarily yeah. really, other than the fan base. Um, and I think that we've had the ability to kind of transcend that, and that's. I'm really proud of that. I'm going to play one bit. There's, it's full of so many wonderful quotes and, and bits that you can play again and again. This, is, this, is, this became the hashtag. This is just, this just pops up from nowhere and it's wonderful. And now you can't even play Conkers in England. Can we start a petition in, in, on a bros, please? Can we start a, can't on do how what? ridiculous it is that you've got, you can't play Conkers and if you do, you've got to wear goggles. That is the biggest problem. Can't play Conkers in England. I can, I can live with it. It's just wonderful, because <laughs> it comes from... They're reminiscing about the old days. Then Matt goes what, into what this... What got a dart in the chest, went back, had it pulled out yeah. and carried on playing? Matt goes into this, this rant that is, is actually inaccurate, but is lovely, full of passion. And Luke's like, yeah, I can live with it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, there are so many wonderful moments like 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 that. Were there, were there any bits, other bits like that where, you, where you, just, you just didn't... You didn't have the time to put them in, you didn't have the space... The DVD extras, there's three or four scenes on there that we wished we could have put yeah. in the film. There's a couple of things that didn't make it, which are very, like, there's a, uh, a scene with Matt playing poker with the group of his mates, which is very entertaining. Um, but, yeah, there were a lot of scenes like that. And, that you know, that was the hardest, that was the really hard part, is also having all these funny moments and having all these amazing uh, metaphors, as we like to call them. Um, <laughs> oh, I like that, metaphors, yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, but, but at the same time, being able to take you on that emotional journey and, and get you to the end and get you loving the boys by the end. Yeah, oh, and, and that is it. Here's the thing, you know, I, I went, what, what year were Bros? 83, 84? Maybe a bit later no, than much that. much later. Yeah. 80, 88, oh, Was it that late? Here's the thing, I was, yeah. a 15, I was a 14, 15 year old kid and I was into the Beatles and the, the Beach Boys and I, and I hated them. And, and when everyone is saying, you've got to watch this Bros documentary, oh man, really? I don't want to. And then I was with my boys and they fell asleep early on my lap and I thought, well, I'll put the first 10 minutes on. But you're right, it, 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 it transcended the fandom. It transcended what people they may have been in the late eighties. It's just a joyous, wonderful, uh, wonderful film. Full of how do they? Because because there are some people that have, and I think this is a little bit mean. There are some people that have, have gone straight in for the joke, going, "Oh, well, they're thick." You know, they're coming out with all these. The, the um, you got to be on the right page. All these wonderful little lines and quotes. And some people, I think, have unfairly attacked them for for being thick or whatever. Um, have the boys, I don't know if you've spoken to them, have they picked up on that? Are they aware of that? Or are they just aware of the love that's going their way now? Um, I've been te- I texted Luke a little bit. I've spoken to Matt. Um, Matt was a, l- a little bit aware of what was going on Twitter, what was going on on Twitter. But I would say that the positivity by far outweighs Good. any negativeness. And even the negativeness is you're saying funny lines. And anyone saying this is, you know, this could be scripted by Ricky Gervais and those people, I mean, that's a, that's a compliment yeah. in anyone's eyes. 
So I, I just, uh, I, I, you know, when I spoke to Matt, I said that he had to embrace it, and he absolutely has. Yeah. He signed the Conquers petition, um, as you can see on his Twitter. <laughs> and he's getting involved because, that, you know, you can't, yeah, you have to do that. The Mail Online have picked up on it. I don't know if you've noticed, but they're talking about the fact that so many people believe it's so funny that it must be scripted, yeah. that yeah. it can't be real. I mean, what would you say to those people? Yeah. I mean, it, it's very, very, very real. Um, <laughs> I lived it. Trust me, it's real. Um, it's, I, we played it in America again at Fantastic Fest in a room full of Americans who had no idea who Bross were. Um, you know, heard of uh, heard of Luke actually because of the films, but no idea who the yeah. band were. And you, within the first few minutes, you had people coming up to us at the front of the screen asking us if it was a documentary. Wow. Um, we, we yeah. Well, that's a great compliment as well, isn't it? That, that you could you could be so clever to to spoof that kind of thing. I guess to be you know to be compared to The Office, Partridge, Spinal Tap, yeah, any of those things. It's, yeah. I've I've watched it twice. I know loads of my friends have watched it. At I'm on my least. third go. Yeah, yeah they watched it again and again. And that just, Joe, that just doesn't happen, man. That doesn't happen. And you, honestly, you should be so proud of yourself because you've made a, a beautiful film, an hilarious film, right? It's funny, man. It's really funny. But it is also a beautiful journey. It is it is a great, you know, d- discovery of these two people that we think we know, but actually we don't. Um, yeah. And and it's you've made a bit you've made a classic movie. Yeah, I think people were ready for it. You know, you look on Twitter at the moment, so much moaning, so much yeah. division, and actually everyone is kind of on the same page when it comes to this one. And it's a good job they're on the same yeah. page because otherwise they'd be on a different page. And if they're on a oh, different no, page, no. Be... <laughs> come on now, come on now. Um, but, yeah. what, um, so this is out on DVD now. What is what is next? What's your next project? I'm not sure at the moment. Uh, I just finished a, a film about the inner workings of Bitcoin. I've been following some of the kind of big players in that world, um, which has been quite interesting over the last year. And then I'm, I'm not sure. Um, there's a lot of kind of things that we're talking about during around. I don't know. We'll see. Basically, lots of interesting stuff. The, 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 the world is your oyster. Honestly, you've, you've, you've made one of the classic music documentaries of all time, and, and that's, that's easily in the top five. Um, listen, Joe, anytime you've got anything else coming out, give us a call. You'd be very, very welcome on, mate. Thank you so much for your time and for making the film. No, it's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Take care. It, I will watch whatever he puts oh, out. Man, it, honestly, it's so it's so good. It's on BBC iPlayer. Thoroughly recommend it. I'm getting the DVD. There's bonus footage in oh the my DVD. Goodness. And you know what? Hats off to the Goss Boys well, for allowing all that stuff to go don't out. Don't take Matt's hat off. No, I think he'd be unhappy with that unless he's prepared. <laughs> um, but uh, no, yeah, you're right though. Well done for not. It will be so easy to go right. We'll take that argument out. Well, take that makes that me look out. a bit silly. Take that out. It's a it's a joy. Thank you, Joe. Um, this is the late night alternative. I'm Ian Lee. This is Catherine Boyle over yeah, there. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Twenty four hour radio debate and entertainment. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.